we have two issues that we've identified the the vulnerability or susceptibility of power yeah. to be exploited yeah. to abuse uh-huh. which we've seen more in, in women yeah. and then you have almost this uh it's almost like it, it, if you're a man and this happens to you what you feel like you should do is you have to take it for the team yeah yeah because there's bigger things at play yeah. here right so this kind of thing happens so it creates kind of this cone of silence and people are just ignoring it because they know that they're winning and winning tends mm-hmm. to cure all problems uh at least for a time it seems like right so what are these whole ideas about locker room this, this almost social covenant mm-hmm. that professionals make with themselves and our perspective then as a culture and society of how we view them yeah what do you think that highlights about our perspectives about manhood well good evening everybody welcome to kingdom thinking how you doing josh good man excellent it's uh winter time almost yep kind of fall winter time yep so you know things are getting cooler on the west coast but you're still bringing the fire but i'm still bringing the heat uh, and i got a hot one for you today na-na-na. uh very actually sad case uh, Boo. this week uh, uh nhl former professional hockey player publicly came out in a video very emotional video um identified himself as the person who is suing the Chicago Blackhawks, a professional team in the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. for their mishandling of his sexual assault mm-hmm. um, claims in 2010. So essentially what happened is 11 years ago t- in 2010, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, won the Stanley Cup. They won the whole tournament, the championship. On their way to that uh, journey, uh, Kyle Beach, the former player at that time, he reported the video coach at that time brad aldrich i think that's how you say his name um for sexually assaulting him Mm -hmm. uh players knew about it coach knew about it manager knew about it uh all the way up to ownership and nothing was done that season for sure right uh and then even the next season basically hr told him he's like hey is this really worth your trouble? You probably should just quit, move on. So the guy quit, move on, and then he sexually assaulted a minor and eventually went to jail for it. So this is now a big conversation in the sports world surrounding this team. Um, And uh, I think in all of pro sports of how to continue to uh, prevent, filter out and fight against sexual assault, both for anybody. Right. doesn't matter. Uh, I think about how frequent sexual harassment is in women's sports. Uh, I think about the horrible incidents for the gymnasts, Mm -hmm. for uh, the U.S. gymnasts, and it happens to men as well. So this is crazy, but I have a few thoughts. My my first reaction is, man, when I think about the incredible force and power that there is in the power dynamics, um, not only in pro sports, but I think about the corporate world in Mm -hmm. any any organization that has defined uh, hierarchical power structures and authority, how easily that can lead to abuse Mm -hmm. and power. My question to you is, do you think that uh, this is the case in all pro sports, that there is such an um, emphasized or delineated power structure that leads to these athletes to be abused yeah i think it can um i don't think it does in all cases probably it's probably more sport dependent right so i doubt it would play as much of a dynamic 
I doubt the power dynamics would play as much of a big role in something like basketball, where it is very player heavy. Maybe if you're not as popular of a basketball player, something okay. like that could happen, right? Um, but I don't know that I would necessarily assume or yeah. naturally be inclined to think that a a uh, like a a Gary VD, right? Like a coach like that, who's like this beloved person would have that type of sway or influence over even like a Lamar Odom, right? Or somebody who's like not as big as like a LeBron or something like that, right? So, yeah. so Kyle Beach was an important player, yeah. right? But he wasn't like he a had, national star. He had right? just been brought right. up from the minors. Right. He was 20 years old at the time, pretty unknown. Yeah, yeah. Um, with reference to the sports right, world, right? Right, right. And so maybe the, that obscurity uh, allows for a little bit of a more veiled shield, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But to me, it's less of a thing where it's power dynamic and more of like a like a boys club hmm. mixed with shame conversation. Okay. So, yeah, so those, what do you mean by that? So we understand like what the what a male locker room is like, right? Any okay. guy who's been in there, the camaraderie, the openness, right? Like the weirdness around all of the stuff yeah. uh, that can be in there, the joking that can be crass and coarse and things like that. And so I think what happens is these types of hyper alpha mm. athletes get together, right? And they have to form a team and like figure out how to congeal. And when you are able to hit like a uh, Stanley Cup winning season, those things are so rare. And so all of that energy, right? And all of that excitement and all of that, like nobody wants to rock the boat, right? Mm. So this kind of thing happens. So it creates kind of this cone of silence and people are just ignoring it because they know that they're winning and winning mm. tends to cure all problems. Uh, at least for a time, it seems like. Right. And so, so that abscond or that uh, combined with the shame that Kyle probably not probably did for sure feel and mm -hmm. experience there, plus like being a male, right, and that kind of thing where it's like you're a hyper alpha kind of kind of the, the epitome of manhood. Yeah. And now, like, and you're in the top of your class in terms of being in this the hardest league to get into for your specific sport, right? The right. NHL. And so it's like you're just completely stripped and right. you're naked and vulnerable and like all of the experience that c would come with that and yeah. the embarrassment and the depth of that. Right. So those things to me would seem like they would just uh, render you voiceless hmm. for that type of an experience that, if you're somebody like him. So what are these whole ideas about locker room? This, this almost social covenant mm -hmm. that professionals make with themselves and our perspective then as a culture and society of how we view them, yeah. what do you think that highlights about our perspectives about manhood? Yeah, like it's this idea of like family, right? Like family always takes care of each other and you don't rat family out, right? right? And so this is not the first example of this. You have several uh, that kind of come to mind off the top of the head. The most recent one being uh, Urban Meyer, who's now the Jacksonville Jaguars coach, yeah. right? Who protected one of his assistant coaches who like beat his wife in this like when crazy- When he was at Ohio piece. State. Yeah, when he was at, at the Ohio State. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Jerry Sandusky, right, with the whole Penn State scenario. Oh, the Penn where State they, one. That's, where a, that's were, a big one. Tell me a little bit about that uh, one. Yeah, so Joe Paterno, right, the beloved coach, Joe Pa. Yeah. Uh, Penn State, he's coached there for seemed like a century. Yeah, he's like yeah, Miami's Pat dirt. Riley, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so he was aware of the fact that one of uh, his people on his staff, Jerry Sandusky, during, like, the summer times, they would have, like, these youth football camps and stuff that would come there, and these little boys, 10, 11, 12, you know, that kind of thing, and, and he would rape children oh right goodness. and that kind of thing and joe paterno was aware of this and covered this up for like, like three decades or something like that Seriously? Now, it might be a little bit off in the time but i mean it was such a long really? time and he did nothing about it and then wow. it came out after joe paterno died and, and part of the reason these things exist is because of that fraternal culture of mm. like closeness protection like yeah it's bad but then insert some awful justification right it's right. like yeah but we're but winning, winning a championship yeah. 
Yeah. And so better. can you, or, or we're in too deep. What would happen? You know, blah, 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 blah. Right. And it's like, protect the school, protect the brand, protect right. the team. The protect the, yeah. And, and so, and, and so we have a tendency to like see these things where if these men like speak out, right. It's seen as selfish, right. It's seen hmm. as like, Hey, you're doing that at the expense of the rest of us who That's all have crazy. to deal with this. Right. That's and so crazy. think about like, even just for the Raider stuff with all the John Gruden things that happened recently, it's like people were talking about like, Hey, what impact is that having on the locker room? Right. As if that was like right. more important than yes. what was going on, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and so yeah. the idea is like, we get around that world and we can out of, not, I don't think all these people have bad intentions, right. right. Of like not wanting things to be bad or not wanting people to get hurt or friends that they genuinely care about. Yep. Right. Like there's all of those <clears throat> things go into it. And so it just creates this really awful experience for whoever's being violated. Yeah, for sure. Do you think that is one of the differences between, um, the experience of men and women? Yeah. I, so from, I mean, the first so, thing that comes to mind there is like the, the team doctor, Right for the USA Women's Gymnast Team, which like I would say about. that maybe seems to be more of a power dynamic. Yeah, issue that that one, in, in, maybe that specific case, right? Uh, I know in like the women's soccer league in America, there's a lot. Oh yeah, I do. Of, I wasn't aware of that. Um, there's a lot of uh, complaints, allegations, coaches, staff. A lot of people are coming up and saying, "Hey, there's there's a lot of harassment." Yeah, I mean that, I, that doesn't surprise me. I don't know about the bit, WNBA. Right? Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, but because we still commodify women, right. As correct. a culture. Yeah. And, and so when you get a bunch of them together in a group, like a sports under the management of, of, of what's going to be largely men. Yeah. Right. Like there is going to be that inherent power structure that is uneven. Right. And when these men control things like salaries, they control mm -hmm. things like endorsements control, like literal livelihood. Right. It certainly is a breeding ground yeah. for malfeasance. That is crazy. And so on. Okay. So here's where I'm going with this. We have two issues that we've identified. The the vulnerability or susceptibility of power yeah. to be exploited yeah. to abuse, uh -huh. which we've seen more in, in women. Yeah. And then you have almost this, uh, this, this, I hadn't thought about this, so I'm glad you brought it up. It's almost like it, it, if you're a man and this happens to you, what you feel like you should do is you have to take it for the team. Yeah, yeah. Because there's bigger things at play yeah. here. Um, and because all the people have been pushing towards that singular goal, right? Like correct. when you're a kid who plays a professional sport or makes it into You've that. You've been working that for your 20 years. whole freaking right. life. And all you want is to win that thing. Correct. Right? Um, that, is, that is crazy to me. So I want to talk about two things briefly here. One, what are some, what I'm calling internal pressures? In, in other words, what are the value sets here? How can those value sets be changed, uh, restored? Mm-hmm. So that things like authority and leadership should be, can be seen in, in service of rather than to the, for the exploitation of. And, and then in, in the case of men, something like camaraderie and sacrifice for the team can also be reciprocal where it's that person's also going to be best taken care of. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is external. In, in other words, you can't convince somebody to care more about people than their money. Right. But you can find them. Yeah. Um, so what are some non-organic or legislative pressures that can be put to filter out, prevent, mm -hmm. um, and protect mm -hmm. some of these things? What do you think on both the internal and external pressures? Yeah. So from the internal side, right, like this feels like a generational thing that has to be done almost through parenting, right? Where it's yeah. like, like, or like youth sports along the way where it's like right. every coach, every mentor, every authority figure has to take an intentional role of like teaching that character matters 
as much or more as than performance as competency does. Yeah, right. That's, that's such and, a good and phrase. you can't have one without the other mm. if you want to create some type mm. of systematized balance of yeah. equality in the way that people are treated in their profession. Yeah. Right. It's not going to work well. Uh, and then from the external side, it's like, so the Penn state example to me is a beautiful, like if I was the NCAA, I would have given Penn state the death penalty Right for Meaning that, completely like eliminate them their from whole football program would not have been able to participate. And then all of the recruits, all of the men that were on the team, all of the players, right, that were negatively impacted by that, Penn State would have been forced to continue to pay for their education fully, right, or give them an option to transfer to another university without any fine, right. So you either let them finish out their college degree for free, or you let them transfer to other like places like Bama or Florida or wherever they want to go to have their shot at trying to make it to the NFL if that's what they want to do. Right. And so, so that way you don't punish the kids for the sins of the adults, right. Yeah. That are in that kind of role. And so, uh, especially when it's something that egregious, right. Mm -hmm. Like anything that we talk about in the realm of sexual assault, if there's any type of cover up, it's like, I don't know. You, I can think of few worse things. Yeah. It's like 10 years death penalty minimum, right? Like your program can't compete or something like that. Right combined with jail time, right? Like there has to be like some type of big thing that like lands on people for that because you need that internal and external to create any type of change. I think that would be lasting. I think about uh, maybe parallel, but not as bad. The way that the the NFL is slowly shifting with some of its social issues. I mean, that could be internal or external, maybe both. Maybe they're seeing, hey, we got to get a little more closer to center on this if we're still going to make billions of dollars or maybe not. I don't know. But it's it's working to some degree. Yeah. Um, And so what would that look like for for this? Um, Yeah, it's tragic. But I definitely think that things need to happen. Yeah, and, and the other thing you would need to do is the NCAA would need to shift some of the power dynamics from the coaches to Back the players. Back to the players. Right, so you got That's an ongoing huge right. conversation. Yeah, and that's a, you know, Alabama, Nick Saban's making, what, $10 million a year? Yeah. And their players are Not going through paid. food insecurities, right, and they can't even, like, figure, you can't sell your likeness for 50 bucks, or, you know, or you get fined or whatever. But they're getting Slowly. a $100,000 bachelor's degree. Yeah, 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 because that's worth it. Um, <laughs> right. So that's kind of peripheral. Yeah. Uh, but how do you think Christians can uniquely inform this issue in society? I mean, we worship the ultimate God of character, right? And so for Christian men and women to take positions of coaching authority mm. in their, I think specifically like in young leagues, yeah. right? In rec yeah. leagues, yeah. in, you know, developmental leagues yeah. and schools, like having an opportunity, right? Some of the most uh, dynamic stories you hear of people who like, like Allen Iverson or LeBron James, who had people that like, like these men of great character in their life who would pick them up, who would take them to mm. practice, who would take them home, who would right. help out around the Genuine like, service. Yeah, like really embodying the character of Christ where it's like servant leadership. They're of putting not just the, you know, uh, need to make the, money yeah. ahead of the kid, but knowing that the majority of these kids are never going to go pro. Mm-hmm. And so you need to help them do well in things like their education. So they can be right? okay in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they can no, then in turn... Huge into other positions of authority. Even at the highest levels, I think about Coach Dungy. Yeah, with for the Colts. sure. Yep. Uh, think about Coach uh, Monty Williams uh-huh. with the Suns, uh-huh. outspoken believers uh-huh. who speak specifically about their service yeah. first. Yeah. Um, that That's amazing to me. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing to and me. And this so. is why Christians can't run from culture, right? right? But this is what it means to be in the world, but exactly. not of it, right? Exactly. In Romans 12, it's like, I agree. you've got to get in the trenches I agree. and you got to lead from the front 100%, with those types of conversations. 100%. Well, I certainly hope that in different spheres of influence that you and I have, that our viewers may have, that we can make an impact yeah, with some sure. of these things. Um, 
Yeah, so what do you guys think? What are areas that you think may be in your schools, in your churches, in your social spheres? Conversations like these can be had, things can be implemented to prevent, uh, filter, and protect. Yeah. Um, check us out on the Juice app. We will see you next time on KT Kingdom Thinking. Mm-hmm.